Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to your Daily Draft Report. It's a daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight's prospect, the top prospect in the draft. I don't know. Some people say it's him. Some people say it's Thibodeau, but Kyle Hamilton, junior safety from Notre Dame, six foot four, 220 pounds. And I'm excited to bring on my special guest, a fellow DJ, Austin Reed. How you doing, Austin? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on, Dwight. I'm excited to talk about Kyle Hamilton in this episode. What a fantastic prospect we have to talk about today. He's a freaking monster, man. So real quick, the recruiting profile, he was a four-star athlete and the 60th ranked athlete in the class of 2019, came from Atlanta, Georgia, had 36 offers, including offers from Auburn, Baylor, Cincinnati, ultimately decided to go to Notre Dame. And statistically, at Notre Dame, he had a couple really strong seasons last year, had 63 total tackles. Uh, He did have four interceptions as a freshman as well. I'm sorry I glazed over that. Um, this year, he had three interceptions, 34 total tackles, but that was in limited time. He missed some time due to injuries this year, um, but he's a guy that forces a lot of turnovers, pass deflections, uh, scored a touchdown, so he kind of does a little bit of everything. He was a tw- consensus All-American in 2021 as far as accolades, so right, real, we're going to dive right into the meat and potatoes. I want to talk about this guy as much as we possibly can. Austin. What traits and attributes does Mr. Hamilton possess, do you think, will make him successful in the NFL? Well, a few things that stand out to me. Uh, number one would be the range that this kid has. Uh, he has he's got fantastic coverage of the entire field. Uh, he can cover deep sideline to sideline. Uh, he can cover the crossing routes in zone and in man, uh, which kind of, you know, in zone, usually it's a, it's a crossing route coming towards you. I've seen him jump those. And then in man, usually he's following somebody who could be trailing and he's got length enough to uh, to cover that uh, receiver in man. So uh, he can put himself in position to make tackles. So, uh, you know, like I said, that goes back to that range, just him being able to move all over the field. Second point would just be his size at 6'4", 220 pounds. I looked back at the, some historicals of uh, some players in the NFL who have been that size, and I was only able to find one safety that was bigger, uh, taller, I should say, and that was Pat Watkins. Uh, drafted to the Dallas Cowboys, I believe in 2006, who was at 6'5". Uh, some comparables, Sean Taylor was 6'2", 230, so a little bit thicker, uh, a little bit shorter. And then Steve Atwater was 6'3", 218 pounds, which is probably our closest cop that we could find in terms of size. Uh, so he's a, a bit of a unicorn being 6'4", 220. You know, one more thing that I really like about Kyle Hamilton is just his ability to play multiple positions. You look at uh, where he's, his snap counts in 2019, 20, and 2021, uh, he, he was all over the place. You know, he played a lot at slot corner. Uh, 2021, I think he played the most at slot corner uh, with 227 snaps. And uh, free safety in 2020, he played the most snaps. Uh, he played at 320 snaps at free safety in 2020. And then uh, in the box, uh, most years he, he played – you know, at least uh, 87 snaps in 2019, uh, 99 in 2019. And then, uh, actually, I'm sorry, in 2019, he played 87. 2020, he played 139 in the box. And then 2021, he played 87 again. So, ability to play in the box, free safety, slot corner, very diverse. He can line up anywhere on the field and make a difference. And uh, those are 
basically the three attributes that I see him being uh, most translatable to the NFL. Right, his versatility is ridiculous. I mean, what he can do, you know, he, he one of the rare safeties that that can actually rush the passer too. He shows he's he's acting, he's he knows what he's doing, and he's aware as a pass rusher. You know, most of most safeties will just get there to the line, just go. You know, that's like what they do. But he actually like he knows what he's doing. His his football IQ, his feel for the position. I mean, he always knows where he should be. Um, he's always he seems to be ahead of the ball a lot which is just super impressive, his instincts. And then on top of that, he's a freak. I mean, he's got his top end speed of, is 21 mile an hour. He has a 41-inch vert, broad jump, 10-8. I mean, that, that's crazy, freakish athleticism yeah. for that size. And then on top of that, he's a hell of a good tackler. Uh, he wraps up. You know, he doesn't overrun ball carrier. I mean, just, I mean, we can go on and on about the things you like about this kid's game. So. Yeah, just I mean he he's going to be a one that can go all over. He's definitely the best safety we've had in a long time, prospect wise. I heard somebody say since Jamal Adams, but I I honestly think he might be better than Jamal Adams. You know, I actually have the points highlighted a little bit later. Uh, we could talk about some of those prospects that uh, we've seen. We could compare him against and uh, find out maybe where he ranks in the last oh I don't know five or ten years or so as far as. Uh, safety prospects. We'll, uh, we'll touch on some of that, but yeah, I agree. I mean, Jamal Adams is a is a name that does come to mind. Now, is there? So these are all the good things. I mean, we can go on and on about the good things. Is there anything on you see? <laughs> is there anything you see in his game that that could hinder him a little bit? Um, I think the main thing is 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 just maybe opportunity. You know, we saw some of that in college. Uh, you know, one of the knocks that I had for him was. I'd like to see more ball productivity from him, more pass breakups and interceptions, you know, get, you know, making those big plays, forcing fumbles, doing those kinds of things for the defense. But, you know, I think opportunity and fantasy is king. Problem with defensive backs is usually some of your best ones, uh, quarterbacks know not to throw their way. And, uh, with Kyle Hamilton specifically, uh, I think he made such an impact his freshman year. I think defense, defensively, uh, you know, he, he was a standout athlete and offenses took note of that. And so I think that's why some of his opportunity was a little bit suppressed. Uh, that could possibly happen to him at the NFL level where, you know, just he's not going to get very many balls thrown his way. He's just an exceptional, exceptional talent. And then I guess the other thing is, you know, maybe he could just be drafted to a bad team. When we think about difference makers like Buda Baker and Cam Chancellor, I mean, those two guys uh, get put in you know, elite, elite status because of the teams that they played for. They played in the championships, and it's more noticeable the difference that you're making whenever you're winning games. And, uh, you know, depending on where he gets drafted, it's hard to say that they're going to win a lot of games because there's just some really bad teams at the top of the draft uh, that are probably going to snag him. Yeah, those are the things. I think we'll glaze on it a little bit more later. But I think as an IDP or as an IDP asset, he may not be as good as we hope, you know, because – you, they do avoid him. He doesn't have the high tackle numbers and the high interception numbers and the high, you know, sack numbers and things because he just kind of, he's all over, you know, kind of like what we kind of were hesitant. Like I was hesitant of Isaiah Simmons for the same exact thing, you know, a guy that does just about everything, you know, where is he going to be statistically, especially as an IDP in fantasy, which once again is not a bad thing, but for us as fantasy players, yes, it is, you know, so he may not have the elite, numbers of a safety one but as far as nfl he's just amazing a couple of other things he doesn't have he has really good speed but it's not like elite you know he's not going to hang with like the faster fastest receivers 
but that's something you don't normally find in safeties anyways. The knee injury he had this last year could possibly keep him out of the combine and maybe maybe hurt him a little bit. But I mean, if you watch the tape, it shouldn't it shouldn't make any difference. So it shouldn't. I'm interested to see his forty time. By the way, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great. great point. That's something I'm really interested in is to see his measurables. I hope that we'll get to see him at the combine, but you know, like you alluded to, I'm not confident that we will. And, and it's almost one of those situations where why you know, <laughs> like why even risk it? So. And as far as mock drafts, I mean, I've seen them recent ones just in the last couple of days, uh, six to the Panthers, four to the Jets, 12 to the Vikings, eight to the Falcons, three to the the Texans. You know, the Giants have a couple of picks in the first round. I mean, any of those top, I think he's definitely going the top 15. Is there any of those teams you would really like to see him on there? Yeah, there are. And I agree. I think he goes uh, within the top 15. I don't think he falls outside of it. The Vikings at 12 would probably be about as low as I could see him sliding. I don't think he gets past the Vikings if he gets to the Vikings. Uh, right. Clearly on talent alone. Uh, I'm likely seeing him being a five, a top five or top 10 pick. I mean, I think that the Jets go with him at four. Uh, would be yeah. a terrible pick. It would make sense for their team. I'm not really sure what the situation is uh, in New York with uh, is it Marcus? Marcus uh, May is a yeah. is a free agent. I can't remember if he's unrestricted or restricted, but yeah, he is he, a free he agent. Had some, he had some troubles this year, different things going on, uh, I believe. Right, and of course the injury. So there's kind of going to be a lot that that goes into that, whether the Jets take him or not. I've seen a lot of mocks having him there, but uh, my pick and, and my favorite is is actually the Panthers at six. I think it makes the most. Uh, sense for him to be picked by the Panthers at six. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, I, I don't know if they'll be able to avoid offense, you know, and I like the pick at 12 too uh, with mm-hmm. the Vikings. Um, I have seen, he does kind of have some things that remind me of Harrison Smith, how Harrison Smith does a little bit of everything. Um, Harrison Smith was more of a, bo- you know, a box, a good IDP asset, you know, where Hamilton may not be, but they do have a lot of similar way they play, the way they play. Because I, 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 I love Harrison Smith. He's one of my favorite IDP players. But, you know, he's a guy that kind of just gets all over. And just He's he's always in the middle of everything. I could see Hamilton having that kind of effect as well. And yeah. Harrison's getting up there. I think he's probably 31, 32. I mean, he feels like he's been around forever. A little bit about those those prospects that we, we would say, you know, in the last five or ten years, who were some prospects that we Yeah. You know, in the 2017 draft, we had Jamal Adams that was picked number six overall. And I think that's where people draw the biggest comparison is just based on draft capital. Um, you had Jabril Peppers that went 25th overall. Buda Baker went in the second round of that draft. And then in 2018, I think uh, Derwin James got a lot of attention. Uh, so I think he's in the, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick did too. In that uh, particular draft, he went 11th overall in 2018. So, those are just a few of the athletes that I think you could compare uh, safety specifically. You could compare to Kyle Hamilton. I mean, he is that kind of impact player of beat the moment he steps on the field. So in, in IDP drafts, if you had a, a super flex tight end premium, so obviously there's there's um, offense included, offense and defensive rookies. Where, where do you think you'd take Hamilton? I don't think that he goes in the first round in a 12-team the, right. Uh, the super flex, tight end premium. This class is particularly loaded at tight end. I'm not sure if any of them will be drafted in the first round of right. those drafts, but the, the receivers are very deep in this class. Quarterbacks, you know, there's been a lot of talk about you know, a couple. how yeah. high they'll take them, but, you know, maybe a couple go in the first round, and then you got a couple first round running backs that you could probably take. So uh, for me, 
I'm probably targeting him in the middle of the second round, uh, depending on what my team looks like. You know, I think the only two players that I would probably draft ahead of him would be N'Kobe Dean and probably Devin Lloyd. So uh, linebackers are typically king in IDP. But a player like this, and especially a safety, uh, he, he should get plenty of opportunity to generate fantasy numbers. I could see somebody taking him in the middle of the second round if they've got you know the right team and, and feeling pretty good about it. The middle of second's kind of the sweet spot for any mixed, I think, even even in a class this year that is not quite as good offensively. I still don't usually target defense until middle of second. You know, maybe three or four, may, maybe, you know, in this class. But, yeah, you just can't, you know. So, and this, this there is not many safeties in this class I'm excited about. So, outside of Hamilton, uh, Hill, Brisker, uh, not not many. Like this, yeah, this, yeah. It's it's not not the greatest safety class. So. Yeah, I've been trying to rank them, and, and there's a few in there that I think you know could be okay. But I'm with you. That linebacker kind of feels the same too. You know, you got your top two linebackers, and there's a bit of a drop off. So, right. Uh, you know, I think having him in the second, you know, him, Nicole Dean, and Devin Lloyd, I think just speaks to who your top three IDP players are in this draft. And you know, after that, I probably wouldn't take anybody in the second round. Um, and even maybe the third round, just depending on who's on the board offensively. So, uh, you know, there are as good as players there are, you know, especially even at defensive end with Thibodeau and you've got uh, Hutchinson. I mean, um, positions don't produce usually as, as well, um, you know, in fantasy. Uh, so your, your linebackers and your safeties are your best positions. And uh, those three guys are uber talented. I could see taking them, but outside of them, that's a pretty big drop off. Well, thank you, Austin. Austin, can you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and the work you're doing these days? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm a writer and contributor working with Dynasty Nerds as well as Roto Heat. You can find my work on both platforms. Um, both are excellent platforms. You can also find me on Twitter at infamous underscore IDP and uh, just shoot me a follow or uh, interact with me sometime and we'll, uh, we'll talk fantasy, whether it's offense, defense, uh, whatever you got, we'll Throw it my way, and we'll we'll discuss it. If you're getting married in the Oklahoma City area, no, yeah. <laughs> we'll All right, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at People's Champ. My work over at the Dynasty Nerds and Campus to Canton. You can find this podcast at Daily Draft RPRT. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay.